breath weapon and then give them that little Ziploc bag that you farted in earlier. <laughs> <laughs> they smell this. You load it into the air can and just lock it invisible <laughs> bomb over. Choking gas. Uh, sticking cloud. You'll remember this for your whole life. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, not bad. Hey, not bad? Yeah, hey, not bad. Hey, not bad. Yeah, you must be Canadian. What does that say? Oh. What do all of those signs say? No shtick, no shtick, no shtick, no shtick. Oh, just just read the note? Oh, okay. Trying to cancel my creativity. What's a shtick? I don't, I don't know. I'll just read the note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Attention, read out loud exactly what's written on this note, or be destroyed and replaced. Welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips, the show where we talk about D&D, or else. Hello, storytellers. I'm Byron number 272, and today we're going to be talking about the big ring, the main event. Any seasoned DM, player, or even Sean number 243. Oh, knows that a boss battle can make or break a campaign. It's the climactic moment where all the pieces come together and the players have a chance to prove their mettle. It's the ultimate test of their skills, tactics, and all of that crazy gear that you gave them throughout the campaign. Don't do it. So, clear your mind and get ready to learn some tips and tricks for redesigning and running unforgettable boss battles. Let's Let's make some memories that we talked about for years to come. Never interrupt the note. That's why I'm number 243. Well, hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to the caffeine and the cantrips. Um, Yeah, glad to have you. Today... I guess what? Just click it into gear real slow. You're like a nice, I got, nice smooth get, transition. Right, I got one. Give me sure clutches down just right and then switch it. To, anyway, um, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, what we're talking about today. We're talking about the final countdown. The big O, apparently. Oh, well, the one. Oh, the one the, O. The one. That's oh, different. The, Before different the, than the big O. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy is coming on. Yes, we today are talking about uh, designing that epic conclusion yes. to your rise in action right before you get to your denouement. Of you said it, I did. I did. I've been practicing my Onion Man skills. Yeah, Onion Man. Yeah, the Onion Man denouement. Oh, or the new man. Uh, the I can't remember man, my mnemonic. The Onion uh, Man. Yes, we're talking about that today. How to um, really connect that final masterpiece that you have with your campaign. Uh, last week, we talked about that crown, which holds all the jewels mm. upon it. Yeah, the villain. Being the villain, yep. being that grand antagonist that you've got out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, today we wanted to really talk about that that final moment. Yeah, it's important, right? Because that final moment can really make or break your campaign. Mm-hmm. I mean... Look at what happened to um, uh, sort of sort of thrones, sort of thrones. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah? Yeah, yeah. what happened in Sword of Thrones? Huh? It was a bad ending and it ruined the whole thing. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Right. Blameris, the, uh, <laughs> the, the rad, unfortunately. Yeah, just, ru- just, just ruins it, right? Like, and like, you can have a great campaign, mm-hmm. but if, you're, if your conclusion, if mm-hmm. your climax um, is subpar, say, or not up to snuff, mm-hmm. it can really bring down the whole campaign because mm-hmm. of it. So I think it's really important to talk about it. It was a delicious meal, yeah. but... Right. Exactly. Exactly. What goes mm. into uh, building and what makes uh, the last battle epic. Yes. Right. Um, so yeah, hopefully by the end of this, you guys will be like, yes, I know what I need to do. Right. Or at least what to think about when you're going through and you're designing your, your final battle. Mm. Well, I think, yeah, let's dig into it. Let's dig into it. Mm. Uh, like digging. Hmm. Then let me provide you a shovel. Um, I like you, you said the end, right? Right at the very end. Uh, how it needs to finish off. Mm-hmm. But where where does it start then? Right? Like, let's look at the full conception in of a what tavern. we're talking about. Yeah, in a tavern more often than not. Um, which is a great allegory <laughs> to say that, yeah, your, your final clash, your final conflict really starts right after session zero, right? Right after you've decided what the campaign's going to be about, what the themes are going to be uh, dealing with, what kind of stuff is going to exist in the world. You know, you might say it's more poignant to really direct it to the first time that the PCs interact with the the main villain or your BBG's kind of story arc. Mm -hmm. That's the first time. But is it? Like, I think we talked about last time that there has to be a believable, tangible history to them. Right, and so while right. the while the players are developing their own, there is an existing one mm-hmm. for the the, the villain because the villain needs to have yes. their own story arc as well. So really, the final the final clash starts as early as possible in the campaign to add to the flavor, to add to the feeling. In my opinion, you can certainly see it that way. Mm. I think mm-hmm. I think you can see it as maybe the final clash beginning or just the build up to the final clash. Yes. But it's all connected, for sure. It is, it is. And it's kind of the, or should be the slowest burn in the entire campaign as you're kind of getting to it and then you understand what's going on. But we'll we'll skip ahead as we go through this. Um, but I think that, yeah, when you're really looking at this and where it started, you have to really make sure that you have a clear understanding of what this villain is going to look like, right? When we're right. designing their climactic, like, penultimate battle, what is going to be... <laughs> Yeah. Penultimate. Yeah. But that's, anyways, sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, their penultimate battle. I thought <laughs> I said anyway. But yes, when we get to that defining moment, that, that time where you get 100% of the intensity. Okay. Keep going, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. But you, I, mean, I want you to have your, your two cents in this pie. Nonetheless, I'm going to cut you off anyway. So when you're going about it, how does this look to you? How is it supposed to look? How is it supposed to feel, right? We talked about going through our descriptions, making sure that we're talking about the five senses or at least a few of the senses at any given time. But how does that really impact you when you're thinking about it? What type of villain dynamic do you have? Do you have the brute? Do you have the schemer? Do you have the smart one? Do you have the, you know, um, Cthulhu kind of, Ender, mm. like unknowable god creature right. thing destroyer, right. right? Multiversal kind of damnation coming at the party. Really understand what it is the dynamic that you're trying to express with this thing, because you need to fully encapsulate it 
into like a nice neat little package that becomes this right. epic boss battle right. at the end. And and which one you choose will really talk about what I like to kind of figure is separating the foreground of the fight and the background of the fight. Okay. So seeing seeing what that is, if you're fighting this unknowable astral horror, right? Where are you fighting it? Are you fighting it, you know, in a nice meadow with you know, field flowers swaying nicely in the breeze and, and Bambi's mother in the background hopping around, right? And you're like, oh, this is really nice as like the Cthulhu tentacles are smashing down and sinking down. Right. It doesn't fit. Or maybe it doesn't fit for the entire thing, but you're hopping around through multiversal things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at the setting around what's going to be happening. Where, because you get to design their layer or their environment that this is going to happen. The the altar where the ritual is being cast, the portal where the creature is trying to break through into your dimension, right? All of these sorts of things. No, I'm just... I'm hilarious today. No, I'm, I'm just imagining Bambi and like Thumper trying to like stop this, <laughs> this eldritch ritual while like this tentacle eldritch monster is coming through the cracks of reality. I, I like it. Right. I like Takesis just like burning through the barrier and Thumper's there. Mama said, if you can't say <laughs> yeah, nothing right. nice, don't say Daily nothing at all. all. Right? And, what? <laughs> and then it's like, Power this is really bad. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, yes. Good. I'm glad. I know you yeah, like, yeah. I like your Disney metaphors, but yes, look at the foreground, which is, and really needs to be focused on your BBEG, big, bad, evil guy. Um, or, or, and the background needs to be everything around them, everything that they've built, everything that they've accomplished, or maybe in the way that you've planned it, the ruins of what they've accomplished, that the PCs have undone all of the destruction that they've wrought mm-hmm. on the village and now rising like a phoenix in, in the burnt remains of your big bad's castle. Now the real fight begins, right? right. Set the scene, make it matter. Um, and, and with that, right, make sure that you're managing your theme. Is this a grimdark theme? Is it a comical theme? Like right. your villain needs to match those things. Even on top of the dynamic, your villain needs to match what's going on. If it's a lighthearted, you know, forest friends kind <clears throat> of thing that's happening, then we need a, we need a villain that fits that theme. Right. Right. So all of these things need to go into that design. And I think really more than ever. And I know we've always said it's always time for RP. It's always time to like get in there and mm-hmm. really make sure that the story is evolving. The story's okay. put first. This is the time where it has to really rear its ugly head over and over again. Right. Right. This is why we're here. This is why I'm reminding you of the past and how we got to where we're at now. This is how I'm going to add to the stakes and the values. And we'll talk about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is, I'm going to remind you why it is that you hate me or that you remind love me. Remind me why I hate you. Bar. <laughs> oh, if we had the time, but these are the things that you're going to want to emphasize because you need to feed back into these emotions, into the theme. This is your last chance to leave that kind of bold finishing statement, that signature. Oh, they mean the, the final battle. The, the final battles are your last, last yes. chance. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. That's where your story. And because everything after that, is just how things sort out, mm-hmm. right? You're now the heroes. You're now victorious. You get to celebrate. It's moving towards epilogue time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, this needs to be the last and most exciting, should be the most exciting part of everything that you've designed. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it's, it's going to come down to a lot of things. You want to say something? No, no, I like it. I like it. Um, 
that the whole idea of you need to uh, the the design, I guess, the design of the final battle doesn't start with just the final battle. It starts from the right from the beginning of the campaign, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're cooking a, a a dish in a restaurant. If you're plating it, that's plating the food. That's the last battle and delivering it, right? Right. Whereas everything, but you still need to make sure you have the right ingredients. It needs to be prepared correctly. Mm-hmm. In the All right the carrots order. need to be chopped to the same size. Right. right? The potato needs right. to be. Make sure you down. have the right ingredient for the right dish. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it? Mm-hmm. Do you want a medium rare? Do you want it well done? You don't want it well done, but do you want it rare? Right. That's do steak. you want it well done? Right. Not saying. Not saying it's bad, but. <laughs> Come on, yeah. There's only certain people, <laughs> um, but right. And it's, so it's so it's really important to set your 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 stage right to be able to plate that perfect absolutely dish absolutely, right, which is the end of your campaign. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like it's it's funny like a like a bowl of spaghetti is a metaphor for years of D and D campaign. <laughs> it it can it be. can be right, it for can sure. Be. Yeah, if you're if you're disorganized and you're not ready and you're maybe out of your depth, this is your first time right. and you haven't been putting these elements in. Yeah, you might be serving a bowl of spaghetti, and that's okay. Well, spe- I love spaghetti. <laughs> I love spaghetti too. <laughs> right, mom, spaghetti. Um, but like, you should have that recipe right from the beginning. Yes, something. That, yes, at least a guideline to sort of so you can sort of plan out where you're going, so you know where to start, type of thing. Well, we always keep coming back to food metaphors, but this is it's, I love it's really we all. Um, I think that it's, it's a really great comparison when we also talk about the water slide, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Your campaign is going, you have your initial recipe, yep. you taste, you taste, you taste. Oh, needs a little bit more salt. Yep. Oh, right. needs a little bit more pepper. Right. We adjust on the fly. Ultimately, we're still serving a bowl of spaghetti. Sure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But we have flavored it. We have measured it. We have made mm-hmm. sure that the product that we're delivering at the end is exactly what we need it to be. Right. Exactly the way that we've designed it and mm-hmm. reactively changed it to be quintessential at okay. that moment. And so to get to that point, there's things that we talked about in the last episode. So if you haven't gone and watched that, do go and watch that. Maybe 21. Can, 20. 20. Yeah. Today we're 21. Are we? I think so. I don't know. Okay. Um, it's number 243 for me, apparently. <laughs> 272. <laughs> um, when you go in, do make sure that you've created that orthogonal development, right? That okay. area that we talked about to make creative things happen. You have to have developed that to get to your bowl of spaghetti. This is going to be a reoccurring thing. Um, <laughs> make sure that you have developed or given the chance for emotional connection to happen. Because if the players don't care, then this is not going to be epic no matter what you do, mm-hmm. right? Get in there, make sure that they have a rich and deep understanding of the motivations of the history of whoever is being their antagonist. They need to know and understand why it is that they have ended up at the end of their story with these choices and why the heroes mm-hmm. or our protagonists have ended up in a different position undergoing perhaps a similar set of circumstances, yep. Yep. perhaps the same set of circumstances, perhaps completely different, but they've answered the questions in a different way. And now they are at, at odds. Yep. With the antagonist, right? So you need to make sure that they have that understanding and know why they're going to do this. Um, Make sure that you've got a great evil with stakes attached. Because if you don't have a great evil, then you cannot have a great good Mm -hmm. that that fights it. Um, And then, of course, make sure that history, 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 history is important. So that they know where they come from. They know where the bad guy comes from. So that they have that 
you've you've completed in writing a story when you can look back fondly, hopefully as players, right, right. on what it is that you've created around the table. Mm-hmm. Right. I think these are the key ingredients altogether that you're going to need to make sure that you check off those boxes before you enter the final battle. Right. It's interesting. How do you think you can go about doing that practically? Like just like let's say quick, I'd say like quick couple sentence sort of guideline on how to, how to get started doing that. Um, honestly, I think you need to make sure that you are writing goals. Make sure that you're looking for the, at your, for the villain for, for the villain, for the players. Um, make sure that you're looking at where they're at in the stories. Look back, you know, uh, like I've said before, look back at kind of your tier checkpoints to see mm. where you're at, where the trajectory is going. If you're not running a one to 20 campaign, which I know most aren't right. Um, statistically out there, you know, even if you're a running time. a one to 12 campaign, it depends how fast you like. I guess so. But if you're running a one to 12, okay, maybe every three levels. Right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe every time they get an ASI in general, right? You're right. four, eight, twelve, right. yada yada. Um, go in and just kind of do a pulse check, right? Like get in there, mm-hmm. see what's going on, see how people feel, get and and try and get feedback. Ask good questions as a storyteller mm-hmm. from your players or from you know the people around you at the table to see what like what would you say my character's biggest growth has been in this campaign? Right. What is it that you're right. seeing from what I got? So do you think, is it better to then to just uh, sort of build up to, like just have a starting a starting point, right, like in the tavern or whatever, and then just uh, sort of build the campaign and, and leading up to the last battle as you go? Or do you think you should maybe conceive of what the last battle might be, where you, where you want the party to end up, and then sort of work backwards from there? I think it depends on your story. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of you have probably played Skyrim. Right, where you can belongs to the Norse. <laughs> Apparently, I, I'm not a Skyrim guy. Come on, uh, sadly. Hmm. Yeah. But you have the option to join many of the factions therein, mm-hmm. right? And so, if your campaign has not already decided who the BBEG is, you know in your organizational flowchart who opposes who, mm-hmm. and so who becomes the antagonist to the protagonist's right. choices. Right, yeah. And they then can kind of become the big bad guy. Hmm. Or at least representation, the organization itself could become the big bad guy or whatever it is. Right, right, right. right, right. But I think, I think you can plan out who the bad guy is in your mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm. Um, if you allow the players to write their own story and have more f- control over what's going on, mm-hmm. then understand which uh, which axes of alignment they're joining. Okay. So who is in opposition to their goals? Because mm-hmm. ultimately someone is going to be in the way of whatever it is that they're doing, no matter how noble, no matter how just someone doesn't like it. Right. Right. And so as long as <laughs> in the sandbox, as long as there's somebody who's strong enough to say no at level 20 or level 15 or level 12, right. whatever your, your thing is ending at, then they have been there the whole time. So right. you can start talking about, you know, the good guys, the bad guys and everybody in between. Mm-hmm. And then as the PCs shift their own right. perspective, right. then the world shifts opposite around them. Okay. I, th- I think. Interesting. Is, is, Interesting. Yeah. I, I prefer that long form kind of free expression. Right. When I'm DMing. Right. Um, so I like that thing, but I also know that yeah, I can very easily write a story where I know who the bad guy is. Straight up, I know right. what the story is. I, I think for me, I like knowing who the bad guy is. 
mm-hmm. first, and then what they do, I can figure that out. Mm-hmm. As, as as the what in reaction to the to the to, to the players in, in the party, but uh, yeah, I like knowing the bad guy first. So I've already a sort of a framework of context to figure stuff out. Yeah. Okay, so two more sentences. <laughs> I know who the BBG of each of my characters' backstories is. Mm-hmm. What I don't know necessarily is who the main story is going to create the BBG to be. Okay. So I have multiples. Mm, and you just sort of pick whoever is. Yes. Well, you have like that. You have a grab bag full of possible BBGs. Correct. Depending oh, on the player choice, depending on the party's choices. But for each player, I know where their stories, where I have mapped them out to go. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I like layers. Layers like an onion. Layers. You, or, you or like the onion man. Made with all my all favorite, favorite things, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, KFC. <laughs> Great. Um, hopefully that satisfies that question yeah okay good yeah if good. not let us know yeah. uh, and while you're letting us know yeah perhaps since you're down there if you could just like get that thing I think it's I think it's around here if you could yeah. just hit that like button right slap that subscribe button mm-hmm. uh, hit that follow button the next source of caffeine or cantrips you enjoy will be the best Right? Mm-hmm. Caffeine and cantrips. Mm-hmm. It's that's, always the best. That's my personal almost guarantee. Well, that is the goal, right? To have every episode be the best one. Oh. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. No, I like that. Um, you, the fact that you've sort of given us a, a, a place to start thinking about the last battle. Right? Mm-hmm. How, to, and how, to, how to make it epic, right? You need the epic ingredients in order to have that epic bowl plate. Of spaghetti. Well, a race begins when you cross the start line. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and now that we've, we're at that hungry <laughs> for some blast battles. Um, now that we're at that epic battle or that, or the final battle. Yes. How do you make it actually feel epic? Hmm. Right. Um, and I think for me, the first thing that pops into my mind is that this idea that um, there are worse things than death. Oh, okay. And your last battle should be more than just about either me dying or my party dying or the BBG dying. There has to be more at um, stake than just death because there are many things worth, worse than death, mm-hmm. right? Um, because... I don't know, by that time, death is kind of trivialized in D&D anyways. Oh, definitely in 5e. All right. Yeah. Um, so. Permanent death, though. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right. And, and, and it's one thing to have, like, all oh, the stakes is everyone living in the world. Right. But that, it, it feels kind of removed because it's so big um, to us players. Right. It's like, yeah, everyone dies. And it's, and it, it's bad. So don't let, anyone, don't let everyone die. Right. Because, mm-hmm. right. But I think it's important to make sure that each character slash player has a personal stake in the outcome of this battle, this mm-hmm. final battle. Yes. Right? Because then it matters personally. Right? As opposed to, ah, oh, some peasants died. Right? A hundred peasants died. Now I can't resurrect my mother. Right? Uh, yeah, my fighter. <laughs> my oh, fighter, no. my fighter, yeah. <laughs> um, so you need to find out what, what the characters slash players care about in the game. 
Yes. Right. Uh, and hopefully you have, because you've had an entire campaign to do so. Mm-hmm. And then you, what you do is to make um, the threat to whatever is at stake um, immediate and apparent in that last battle. Mm, okay. Right? So, because as, as players, maybe if, right, like, oh, like, um, without this thing, I can't resurrect my wife. That's why I've been doing this whole thing. Right. right. My wife is. style. All right. Or, or my wife is trapped in, in a bottle or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, like, what, what is that spell? Magic jar. Magic jar. Yes. Right. And I can't bring her back without that. Um, and if it's just locked in the back room somewhere. Entombment. I think is another one. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's out of sight, out of mind. But if it's there, yes. And then if the villain talks about it, mm-hmm. or it's a thing, or there's a threat to that thing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you can't ignore it. That player, that character, cannot ignore the outcomes. It's it's right, right there in their face. Yes. Right. If I fail, I lose everything because that's the most important. Uh, that's the, the 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 most important thing to my character mm-hmm. and to my player. Mm-hmm. Right, like I've, it's this entire campaign is quote unquote wasted if I don't, um, if I'm not victorious in this last battle. Right, right, um, and then that way you threaten more than just the players or the PCs HPs, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not fun when it's just like I punch you, you punch me, and whoever punches the fastest and hardest wins. Right, it's I need to. Um, if I do not defeat this uh, BBG, I'm not victorious, then I lose things. I lose important people, important things, right? right. And even on another level, um, m- my very beliefs are threatened, mm-hmm. right? My, ID, my, my, my identity, my very identity itself is threatened, right, by losing, right? Or maybe uh, even my uh, morals are now in jeopardy, depending mm-hmm. on how this battle goes. Mm-hmm. Right, and all of a sudden, it it becomes greater. The stakes are just greater than just people and things, right? Because that's that's something really fundamental to characters and people, like their beliefs and identities and moralities. Right, that's a step up, and so that's an that's a quote unquote easy way of raising the stakes, mm-hmm. right? And the the I would also want to say that the the epicness. Your epicness, the feeling of epic, epicness in your last battle can only be as big as the stakes are high. So there's not much at stake. There's it doesn't feel epic. third angle, right? Right, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. If it's, the stakes are high, it feels more epic, whichever way it goes. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, as you, as you talk about this, I'm, I'm inclined, well, as I do, to think about what it is that you say, because I try and listen to you most of the time. <laughs> uh, and what comes to mind immediately is the Rocky series. Cause ultimately, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But you're getting ahead, <laughs> right? Uh, cart horse, right? Um, when we're looking at it, ultimately it is two fighters getting into a ring and just beating the snot out of each other until mm-hmm. one of the hit point totals reaches zero. Right. But cinematically adding to the, the story behind it, we follow one of them. We get to like one of them. We get to know what's going on. Oh no, he's fighting for his love. He's fighting to provide for this. He's doing that. No, he's got now. Now he's representing America. Now he's doing that. Now the, the, the ideals, it's not a mm-hmm. tangible thing that yep. he's doing. And that's what makes it epic. Right. Yeah. And, and going in there, right. Like yep. that gives you an emotional tie that's added stakes to what ultimately in that story comes down to a hit point race. Yeah. Right, yeah. but it's still epic. It's still iconic. Yeah, 
Right. Well, because it's more than just uh, two men in a ring trying to punch each other. Because mm-hmm, there's a whole story behind it, history. Right. <laughs> That's just the focal point. Yes. It's everything. And it's so, so, so many things. Mm-hmm. But this is the meatball sitting on top of your bowl of spaghetti. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, is it? Is it? Uh, it's 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 America versus Russia in one of them. In one of them, um, it's it's I don't know the the like institutionalized institution against the underdog, like like poor man. It's 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 democracy versus communism. It's it's so many things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's bigger now. The stakes mm-hmm. are much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the thing about it's it's great about because in Rocky, it's it's two guys in a ring. The, what can happen, I think, in D and D, is that because it's usually not one character versus the BBG, it's your your whole party, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be careful to uh, don't spread the responsibility across all of your. Oh, you're saying you have to specifically hurt each and every one of them, or specifically have um, stakes. Oh. They they need to have their own personal stakes yes. in it, right? So they yes. can't be like, oh, if if we fail, it's not it's not my character's fault. Mm-hmm. It has to be every person should feel that it's their fault that they fail. Mm-hmm. So they every character has um, a personal reason to fear failure, mm-hmm. right? To to have to really desire victory, mm-hmm. um, and it has it doesn't have to be, but it should to make it feel epic. It should be a matter of. Um, every one of us needs to be victorious. None of us can fail or all of us fail Right. type of thing. Right. Um, and you can pulse check that. Like, yeah. you, like I said before, you can ask directly, hey, while you guys are sitting around the fire, what is Mr. Fighter's opinion of the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Right. How have the past couple of days affected? Well, that's his all thoughts, the buildup, right? Right. To that. Yeah. yeah. But as a DM, you can ask that specific question. Mm-hmm. Or as a player wanting to find out if you're hurting as bad as the person is beside you, hey, my buddy Rogue, um, I'm still like pissed off that this happened. Right. Right. I know stuff like this has happened to you. Can we bond for a moment here and talk about it? But how do you feel about what they did to you? Right. Right. Do do you all hurt as bad as I do? Because I really want this. And if you guys don't really want this, I don't know if I want you in that fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you're you have the motivation to carry it through. Right. Right. Yeah. Everyone in the party should be desperate by that point to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the stakes are that high. Yes. Now, for sure. And I think if you get if you get those things in there, it it really goes a long way to to build that epicness, that feeling of epicness mm-hmm. in your final battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because this is the final battle. Yes, the final <laughs> countdown. It has different rules. The final battle. The final battle. And and then, I then like with non-final battle? Yes. Okay. Then then just a regular encounter. I think there's an uns, it's not written in the rules anywhere. It's not, but there's a there's a special gravity that I think that yes. the final encounter has. Um, and one of the things that I think really goes out the window very quickly is the conception of fairness. Mm-hmm. Now, quick, tiny preamble. The way that the system is designed, especially in 5th edition, yep. right? Uh, and in a lot of other TTRPGs, it's designed so that the party systemically has the edge to achieve yep. victory. Oh, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
make sure that your level five characters are fighting a CR five creature or lower, mm-hmm. right? Not a six, maybe a six, not a seven, right? Definitely not a 25, <laughs> right? Because yes, there's five of them and five times five is 25. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's not out. And we know, and we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it again. The CR system isn't the end all be all perfect system. It's, it's barely a guideline. It's some pretty points. flawed. Yeah. Okay. So we still do our best to on paper say, yes, this is a quote unquote fair fight. The numbers add up and whatnot. But remember that the system is designed to allow heroes to be heroes. It is designed for them to be victorious. If every campaign ended in like two to three episodes because your, you know, first encounter goblins or whatever it is that you're (laughs) fighting just mopped up every single party and you got to experience what it's like to not be the heroes or not be the prime motif. Protagonists. protagonists sorry. Um, then it would be a completely different game, completely yep. different system. Right. Right. Every game system would be grimdark. Right. Right. So souls like <laughs> souls like, right. And that's very different because you can respawn and get back in respawn. And get yeah. Back in. You can't do that when you're rolling dice and you're trying to like create character sheets and create good backstories. And does this yeah. character matter? No, it doesn't. Why? Because a wolf just took out our entire party. Damn pack tactics. <laughs> Right, so not a wolf. Has to be two at least. He went back tactics. Uh, I was an echo knight wolf. Ooh, oh, yeah. that <laughs> never start the howl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stop, a, stop it! Stop it! No howl! Like, he's you his own best howl. friend. Yeah, screw man. He's his own best friend. So when we're going into this, there is a different set of rules. Um, and so this is the time for you really to pull out the stops. This is the time when you say, as the DM. In every encounter before now, I've wanted the players to survive, right. to succeed, yeah. Yeah. to grow. Now you got to earn it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not pulling the punches. Now mm-hmm. I am the end to your story if you can't survive it. Right. Right. And so the, the idea of this is the final hurdle to get across, to get into the finish mm-hmm. line, to mm-hmm. get to the end of the story, means that it needs to be significant and Right. If I need to drag you all to one hit point and then essentially play basketball with all of, or yo-yo with all of your hit points and constantly drag you and grind you and grind you and grind, but you guys struggle and succeed mm-hmm. can be epic. Right. Because the struggle was real. Yeah. Right. And you felt it as players. You were worried about your characters. You were worried about your wife in a bottle on the big bad guy's hip yeah. or whatever it is. Right. Right. You're worried about all these things and the struggle to persevere becomes this real tangible thing to you in the moment, mm-hmm. you will create that memory. Yes. You will remember that for a long yep. time. Yep. Right? And that's, that's one of the ways that that boss fight becomes different rules. Okay. Right. Um, the players have been silvery barbing, cheesing you all game. <laughs> it's time to have a backup chorus of spellcasters that are just like, no, we got counter spells. You, you can yeah. use that spell. No, done. No, get that out of here. Yeah, you, I know what you do. You've been doing that all campaign. I, get I have one. a custom spell. I get one. Counter Silvery Bar. I'm going to customize my shield spell to block magic missiles and Silvery uh, Bar. Right. Whatever it is, right? That's a legendary artifact, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's one of the things that really changes. And mm-hmm. I think as we start looking at the differentiation between what I would consider a tier one, a tier two or three, and a mm-hmm. tier four, and then tier five, I suppose, um, bad guys okay. is just how brutal they can be. 
right? Just yeah. how much stuff to pack on the back end. So that's that's your legendary resistances. That's your legendary actions and whatnot. The more, let's call it, because we we like it, the more sideways power that your players yes. have, yep. right? The more that that BBEG needs in his back pocket. Yep. So a tier one, so that's like up to level five gameplay. Okay, he's my big bad guy has, or my, maybe it's a big bad guy. Maybe it's just the boss mm-hmm. of that time and section. He's got one legendary resistance and one legendary action that he can take, mm-hmm. right? Two to three, maybe now he's got three and three. Or tiers two and three, he's got three and three. Tier four, maybe he's got five and five. Right. Tier five, which I would consider 20th level and above in case you're there, in case you're dealing with truly apocalyptic stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have more than five. Maybe they have 10, right? Because right. the players have access to all of these things and your epic fight isn't epic if turn one, a silvery barbs hold person locks down right. your, your BBEG and then the paladin comes over and auto smites them for 250 damage because he's <laughs> a hex blade, you know, multi-class Sorcerer, with Eldritch Smite. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Nope, that fight wasn't epic. No, no not the epic. stakes were not very high at all. No. Yeah. So the more fun stuff, and it's not to say to shut down the players with what they're doing. Yeah, right. But just understand that you need to expand the BBEG's toolbox to compensate for the player's ability spread. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. This is the moment where it's supposed to be tough. If your whole person always locks them down, that's not fun. You got to right. break that cadence, break what they're used to doing. Mm-hmm. Because, no, I know about that. I've got that in my bat utility belt. Right. Right. Boom. No, it isn't. Boom. No, it's I got a plan for you. I got a plan for you. Especially if you fought them before. Yes. Well, and that's what minions. I'm going to throw packs of, I'm the schemer, right? So I'm yeah. going to throw packs of minions, packs of bounty hunters. Packs my of lieutenant, whatever. this lieutenant. Yes. What do you guys got? Yeah. That's I can always I mean. get yeah. another lieutenant. I can't get another me. Right. Right. So Echo Knight. <laughs> Echo Knight, there's me's everywhere. Um, these, these, oh! yeah. Don't start the howl. Um, these are important things to consider, right? Yeah. The, the higher the spell slots, the more devastating some of these um, kind of control methods yep. uh, become yep. to play uh, from players to your NPCs and your BBGs. So also, don't let them go in fresh. Your players should never mm. be experiencing. Yeah, it, it's a completely different fight. If they've used up some of their, not all of their resources, but if you've made them use up some of their resources and now they don't have the full breadth Mm -hmm. of their power, Mm -hmm. right? It's not first thing in the morning. The battle lines are drawn. You've had a couple days to rest up and prepare, scout each other out. You know what's going on. There's a reason that the boss is at the end of the dungeon. Right. They want to get you when you're a little bit tired, even in the video games or whatever. You're a little bit tired. You're a little bit out of focus. You're a little bit, mm-hmm. whatever you used up some of your health. You made two mistakes a little bit too early. And now you had to play extra conservative to get right. You, right. We can't just necessarily let you get to the good stuff first. Because once again, you haven't necessarily earned, earned it. it. It's right. not epic when you're at the peak of your ability. And, Oh, I only blow through like half of my spell slots. Mm-hmm. That was pretty easy. I know the fighters at like one hit point and he's bleeding everywhere. And <laughs> he, you know, but that was pretty easy for me. I guess it was kind of a boring fight. Well, because that fear of failure is out there. Yes. The less they have, the more that fear. Well, the fear of right? failure in the player. You, exactly. Right? There's another, that's another thing that will be a reoccurring theme that we're talking mm-hmm. about, is the player needs to be invested in what's going on. Well, because the characters don't feel it. 
it's epic. They're just fighting for their lives. The players, <laughs> the players, yeah, are the ones that need to feel that it's epic. Yes, and enjoy it because it's epic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and and so, like, I don't think any World War II veteran was like, "Yeah, that was epic." Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> right. Even the heroes who did like crazy things, they're it's, just like, "No, I just it's what I had to do. I was terrified, but you had to do it." Well, right? they paid a heavy price. They sure did. Right. And and that kind sure of brings me to the wheel, our, our 10th episode, you know, make your D&D better, your stories better, right? Map out this fight on a Harmon wheel, mm-hmm. right? They're in a place of comfort. What are they doing? They're coming into the boss fight. They think they know everything. Make right. them uncomfortable. The fighter explodes. Sorry, fighter. <laughs> you got a diamond, right? You can bring him back. Yeah. Um, you know, these types of things. Get them around the wheel. Yes, we know what the victory condition is for this part of the fight, this phase, mm-hmm. this boss, whatever. Are you prepared to jump on that grenade yourself right. to stop it? Who's going to do it? Don't defuse the responsibility. Mm-hmm. One of you yeah. needs to get eaten by the tiger for the rest of the tribe. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the tribe to have tiger tonight, right? Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Which one of us is going to be yeah. doing that? Which one of us is going to mm-hmm. jump into danger? Once again, that focuses on the players. Yes. Right? Which one of us is willing to sacrifice? Because mm-hmm. it is. It is a sacrifice. And if it's yes. not a sacrifice, then you're not doing it right. It's not designed correctly mm-hmm. at this point. Or maybe they, your whole table just doesn't care. They just want to roll dice and kill things and get gold and XP. But okay. Yeah, then, then things won't feel as epic as they could be. That's all. And that's fine. You don't need an epic fight. But if you are wanting an epic fight, mm-hmm. these are things that really mm-hmm. think about, right? One, you know, kind of an extension of that is that the big boss guy needs to know the rules of the system as well as the players do. Well, you should play him like he knows. Play him as yeah. if he knows. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh, that was a 17. Nope. That's not a great idea. <laughs> oh, your AC is 20? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. Let me switch my let me switch my gear around. <laughs> no, he should know that the paladin used Dex as a dump stat. Because he's been watching. He understands. Right. No, but he's not dexterous. He's, he's not dexterous. We can we we know what to do with that. Yep. We know that the wizard isn't wearing heavy armor. So I don't need armor piercing arrows. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't need mm, armor piercing caltrops or whatever. Right. right. I know that I can deal with these people in different ways. And and really but the warlock likes to cast darkness. Oh, yes. I'm gonna get myself some devil eyes glasses or whatever, right? Yeah, or we just need to clasp something around him, like get him with a lasso, and one of my strong Minotaur characters just pulls on the end of that rope mm-hmm. because the the wizard's not strong enough to resist the pull, and I'll just pull him out. Right, of but there. I know what you do. I know what you do. Yeah. I know what your weaknesses are, just like you know what mine are yeah. going into this fight. Yeah. Right. We both know where we're vulnerable, and we're both going to try and exploit it, and whoever's more successful yeah. could win. It's funny because you could say that the, the bas- boss battle is the only one that actually is fair. Kind of. Right, where everything before, everything's skewed towards the players. It's just now it's a fair fight. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can do what you can do. I know what you can do. You know what I can do. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching game tape. Yeah. No, but it's, it's important because, once again, that hits the players where they live. Yeah. Especially the yeah. host. Because when you get mad and you throw the popcorn bowl across the room, somebody's going to have to clean it up. up. No carpets. Um, yeah, uh, I, I agree with this. Mm-hmm. I agree with what you're mm-hmm. saying here. Um, and oddly enough, though. So odd. So odd. Don't make your BBEG Jason Derulo. Don't do it. He's already a BBEG. That's why. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's a pretty decent guy. Jason, I think you're a pretty good guy. Call us. 
Uh, no, what I mean by this is um, don't ever have your BBG riding solo. Yes, I get it. Yes. He's always, there's a reason that they are the head of the organization or that they're, you know, they're a big, bad, evil mm -hmm. person that, mm -hmm. you know, is leading a band of evil things. Right. Or they've controlled the elementals of the world and now the elementals are wreaking havoc, right? There's something that they've done in their power structure, right? That they've got, what you want to call it, assets. They've got allies mm -hmm. of their mm -hmm. own. And you're not going to just catch them going to the store for milk and eggs, right? <laughs> just like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Do you, uh, can we, can we maybe book this for two after my hair appointment? <laughs> right. That is not going to happen. Unfortunately, it's hilarious if it does, but I don't think it's ever going to work that way. Depends on what kind of campaign it is, I guess. I but, suppose, yeah. I suppose. Um, but it, it shouldn't, if it's going to be epic, that moment is, is hilarious. It's not epic. Right. Right. Correct. What, what we're trying to do is make it epic. So do get in there. Do make sure that they've always got a backup buddy. Make sure that the 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 entire party can't surround and pound. Backup. <laughs> right? Make sure that there's other things going on, even if that's the environment, their yeah. layer, right? The ruined castle that we talked about, all of their cool stuff that was mm -hmm. going on. Make sure that there's something there that is on the BBG side because the whole party is like you said, a whole party. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not fair. It's not fun when the BBG comes into the camp in the middle of the night and picks off the sentry. <laughs> right. Right. Well, what am I supposed to do? I can't fight a whole BBG by myself. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm going to do it again in two hours and I'm going right. to do it again two hours later. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm going to go for a short rest. And I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, you spend my HD and I'm going to come back and I'm going to, because I know the rules, because I know the guys. rules, baby. I'm a coffee lock. <laughs> <laughs> right. you, know, you don't like, know how many spells I have. <laughs> I, I got spell slots for days, sorcery <laughs> points, sorcery points for days, guys. But I haven't, I haven't slept in like three months. I just have guys casting, uh, what was it? No, not resurrection. Uh, greater restoration. Greater restoration yeah. on me. No exhaustion. No exhaustion. Yeah. Because I know the rules, guys. <laughs> Yeah, these types of things aren't necessarily. My backup buddy, same thing. Just fail with counter spells, guys. Yep. That's all he is. That's all he does is produces rings of spell storing and fills them with counter spells. <laughs> you cannot, right? Not fun, right? That's no. not in the interest of fun. And yes, fun is important, but right now, killing the PCs, that's important too. Right. Right. And fairly killing the PCs. Well, it's the setup for this battle because this is the epic battle that's, that's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and with that, why it's supposed to be fun. It's also supposed to be cool and epic. Yep. Like we just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that, your boss needs to have a cool mechanic. Mm hmm Yeah. What, why Absolutely. are they the BBEG? Is it because they can dance real good and dance off bro at the end of the campaign? <laughs> the dance off. No, it's not. I've seen that movie. It's because Ronan has the friggin' hammer that could destroy worlds if he simply touches Mm -hmm. The infinity stone on the hammer to the ground. Yeah. The world is sundered. That's the power he carried. We can't let him do that. We can't let right. him touch the ground yeah. or we lose. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to distract you. Great. That's a weakness that you can exploit. Right? Yes. Awesome. Great. When we've talked about that, too. talked about that. Got to have the ability to have that Achilles heel, that mm -hmm. one weak point, that, mm -hmm. that spot in the armor where they are weakest. Uh, the smog, right? Where the one, right. the one, one scale is removed from him and that becomes his weakness. Right, the 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 chink in the armor so to speak. Yes, I was avoiding that word, but yes. <laughs> my guy. 
Um, and and what is that? What can it look like? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good to laugh. Laugh at ourselves. Um, that can look like a lot of things. Um, that can look like, oh, this lich isn't a regular lich. Eh, right. Regular liches can be kind of easy. This lich, much like, uh, and it was that not uh, an invoker, an abjurer. Mm. It's a, a, shield, a spell right. shield around them or trying right. to cast. No, this lich is so suffused with necromantic power. Every time he casts, he creates 1d4 skeletons. Ugh. This is a 20th level party. What is 1d4 skeletons? It's negligible. Unless you let it keep going. But if you don't take care of it, yeah. it adds up. Oh, we can't get through. Our melee guy can't get through because he constantly keeps keep, keep, like bringing up a wall of bone yep. in front of him. Yeah. Right? And it adjusts the mooks. And if I don't deal with them, they're going to get in the back and they're going to start hitting the, the druid, the yep. wizard, the bard, whoever's hanging out in the back. The, the archers, whatever it is, the people with lower AC, the people mm-hmm. who are concentrating on spells, if those go down, then this fight's going to go sideways real fast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But this tiny little thing, and even if you give them all one hit point, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to track the hit points on a skull versus 20th level parties. But it's, it's just a suck up action. It, it's action economy. It's an additional stake, additional yep. pressure that the players yes. feel, yes. right? The characters should be frantic. They should be panicking. They should be worried. The player should feel that pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if it's not that every single time you hit them, hit the boss, like a Ramora's bam, I get a heat blast back. I get a radiant. It's an angel. That's, you know, become a Justicar and too uh, merciless in its judgment of law. And mm-hmm. now everyone's a sinner and it's going to wipe the world clean. Yes. Every time I hit it, I get a blast of radiant. Like everybody around it. Boom. We all get hit, right. Right. Your actions now directly have consequences. Mm-hmm. How do we, we know this though. How do we overcome it? Or do right. we just accept it? <laughs> just right? accept it. Come to Hey, we know that every time we cut it, it bleeds, you know, divine light that burns our flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, pass out the potions of radiant resistance. Right. We know that we need these or else our fighters or our melee, our melee martial classes or whatever they are, down. don't get burned to a crisp. Right. Right. Yeah. L- lesser beings just instantly destroyed. Yeah. Your more powerful beings, they get burned until they die. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, no, we need this potion. Maybe it negates. Maybe it auto saves for half. Whatever it is, this is ways to undo that mechanic. But we know that they're just so suffused with power. Yes. Even hurting them on our turns hurts us in return. Chip away at those hit points. Right, it's like xenomorphs. It, yes, the acid blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think lastly is just like an example, environmental mastery. They are the, the, the master of their domain, the king right. of their castle, right. right? I know because of my size in my volcano lair, says the ancient red dragon, that if I smash this or if I stomp, that causes a swell and wake of love. I don't care if it burns my paws, yeah. right? I will use this. I will use this. I will, I will swipe my tail across the top of the cavern and drop stones on you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Adding difficult terrain to it. Okay, sure. Because I know that you guys have small legs and you can't, right. you can't, you can't fly It's over not things. for me. I can just step over this stuff. But a splash of lava dropping, you know, three tons of rock on the, on the party. Mm-hmm. Hey, these are real effects. Right. That they should have mastery over, right? This is, right. This is their quintessential ability. This it's is the their cool, layer, right? The cool things that they can do. And when you go through and you look at the stat blocks, yeah, there's generally a legendary action right. that is their most powerful thing. Right. But they can only do it in legendary actions and they don't get yeah. a ton of them right. to do it. Right. right. So it, it evens out that they can't just blast, blast, blast. It's only blast. so many stalactites. Sure. 
right? Or they, the yeah. piercers need time to crawl back piercers. up onto the top <laughs> of the cavern, yeah. right? Whatever it is, there should be some sort of um, um, like pool of resources that mm-hmm. they, they can call on in the fight right. to really emphasize that I am king of this castle. Yep. Yeah. And I suppose the last thing that I would want to talk about for now oh. in this thought train is coming into death station the closer they get to zero hit points and and recently the the books have started printing mythic actions which are kind of like a phase shift Mm -hmm. and whatnot but the closer they get to zero hit points i would ask you to ask yourself if you're designing this do they become more lethal the closer they are to death does the fear mm. of death, the fear of defeat set into them where they go, well, if I'm going to die, I, I'm going to take you with me. Like, I, I, I can't take my gold. I can't take my magic light. I can't take my power with me to the grave. So I'm going to burn it all down, right? I've got a uh, staff of the archmage. I'm going to snap it. I'm at five hit points. I don't care. I know that this power strike is going to sunder me. It's right. going to kill all of you too. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with losing if it means you don't win right 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 and that's a good question how how ruthless how merciless how crazy how insane right how, how desperate even if it's bestial no we're fighting this like massive beast like a tarasque a tarasque should know when it's getting low on hit points it should right. know there's a fear there is a frenzy there's mm-hmm. a primordial urge to destroy everything and the rule should change even more so no, right. I'm not just going to attack that. I'm going to kill that one, that one. Cause I know if I can kill that one, things change. Mm-hmm. Right. And this fear sets into them and maybe they start doing irrational things. Right. Right. Then that adds to that unpredictability. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But just to switch things up, keep things fresh. Yeah. Also keeps the, the fight from getting boring too. All you can eat pasta bowls. Ooh. <laughs> switch up, switch up the, the, the meatballs. Oh, switch up. I want some linguine this time. Right. I want I want marinara sauce. Now I want Alfredo. Hmm? Tasty. Right? It's a completely different bowl. It's delicious. Speaking of pasta though, <laughs> if you guys out there have passed the chance to like and subscribe, here's another chance to do it again. So or not again, but to another <laughs> chance to actually do it. Yeah, don't undo it. Yeah, don't undo it. Don't undo That's it. my bad. Yeah, like a, yeah. a good bowl of breadsticks and, and salad with your pasta. Right? Yeah, that's, that's I think the best accoutrement. The aperitif. Mm. That just add the, 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 the crowning achievement onto this uh, video. Costs you nothing. Episode. But don't you like it when they fresh grind pepper and Parmesan? I, I do like it. I do <laughs> as well. So why don't you grind that like button and smash mm. that subscribe. Fresh ground like button. Fresh. Ooh. Tastes good. There's some fresh likes ground on that. Right? Um, <laughs> no, I'd like so hungry. <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> go for some all you can eat. Mm. Um, we're coming Olive Garden. <laughs> the garden, all you can eat olives. Anyways, <laughs> going back to what you no, I like the I like how you talked about um, the battle and making it sort of um, more interesting and different from the battles all the other battles leading up to this final one. I'm glad you agree with me because I think it should really have a different rule set. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I guess you don't have to, but it should feel different Mm -hmm. because it is different. It's special. Mm -hmm. It's the last one. Oh, you're special. 
Um, you're the last one. <laughs> but slugfests. Yes. As in punching. As in punching. not fun. Not all you can eat. <laughs> oh, you eat slugs. Oh, on the bowl of pasta. Not it's as like escargot, but not no, as good. No, yeah. um, Right? And it, I, I've alluded to this before, in, in pre, er, earlier, but your, your final fight needs to be more than just an HP race. Right. 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 Um, and I think that's where you have to be careful in the balancing of your, or the, not the balancing, but the building of that last battle um, because uh, it's it's more than just fighting a dude it has or to be a lady more. it has right? to be more um, because that's not super fun it's that that's just the mechanics mm-hmm. right my mechanics against their mechanics and we've been doing that for the whole campaign and that's the same as every other fight right that's the same thing as fighting that wolf who howls all the time um, as this guy, as it's the echo, same. Yeah. Mecha- <laughs> yeah, it's the same sort of uh, paradigm. Just my mechanics, my HP, my damage versus your HP and your damage. Unless, unless the BBG has tricked them and he's going to Obi Wan them, strike me down. I'll become more, more powerful than ever before. <laughs> Darth <laughs> Ghost Wolf, stop ghost howling at us. <laughs> so what you want to do, um, and you, you talked about this uh, a bit in just now is you want to add that I want to park on this idea where you add elements um, to that final battle that that provide the players opportunities to make interesting choices because that's what's really fun mm, yes think, yes right? um, so what does that what does that mean though what does that mean I don't know you don't know I'll tell you I'll tell you what that means okay right um, <laughs> it means Please. adding hoops Oh. That your players can jump through. So it's not straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like I said, straightforward mm-hmm. is that slugfest. Mm-hmm. I hit you, you hit me, you cast fireball, I cast fireball. Whoever has the most I can, can remove the guy's HP first wins. Yes. Right? Um, so you want to add sort of uh, mechanical choices for the players um, to make or moral choices in, in that battle. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you want to add sort of uh, interactivity beyond just the, the, the combat mechanics. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I don't know, an example of a mechanical choice would be um, like every so often, the boss, the boss will uh, put up a big shield around him and start charging up. And you know, you, hopefully you've taught the players already sometime earlier that, oh, what's going to happen is going to do a big blast and we need to get cover. Mm-hmm. Right? So what do you do? Do I, do I try to interrupt it? Do I go into cover? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of mechanical thing that you have to deal with. Uh, that's beyond uh, the combat mechanics. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in the front, he just does a lot of damage because he's got a flamethrower. But like, but in his backpack, you can you can see he's wearing a pack that has like hoses and stuff like that. And if you play any sort of video games, you know you shoot that tank and it explodes. You don't shoot the tank. You shoot the tank. The tank. Right, so so yes. now yes. the players have to go. Some players have to go behind him because that's the weak spot. Yes, right. So then, who stays in front? Who goes in the back? Yep. Right. What happens if right he, he, he turns sprays, around and he yeah. sprays? Yeah. What if he's that and he explodes sometimes? And there's cover. So when when do you do what? What happens when? It's all of a sudden a lot more interesting mm-hmm. than just I roll, I attack. Oh, I crit, I do so much damage. Blah 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 blah. He does that same back to me. Right. There's <laughs> there's more to it now. Yes. Right, like he's not invincible face on. I need to figure out a way to get behind him. He keeps trying to face us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But his backup buddy's there. 
Yeah. And, or, and right. Or do I need yeah. to then take out his backup buddy? Mm-hmm. But then if I'm, we're going to concentrate on the backup buddy, what's the BBEG doing? So we need to make a decision now. Mm-hmm. Right? Who's going to sit and deal with the BBEG while the rest of us deal with the Correct. backup buddy Correct. and so forth. Right. So that's physical things. Mm-hmm. Moral choices are like, oh, great. We're beating this BBE down. BBE down. Like, oh, she's taking so much damage. And then next round, he, he goes and he takes a crystal ball from his, from his pouch. He crushes it. And one of the, the five hostages shrivels up and dies. And BBG regains some health and he becomes stronger. Mm-hmm. Like, do we, what do we do now? He's just killing, like, we're supposed to save those guys. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the royal family. And now, Moral now dilemma. right now the crown prince is dead. Yeah. The right? guy Royce. <laughs> Royce. Jeez. Um, <laughs> right. So in more dilemma. So what do I do? Yes. Do we figure out another way to save them first? Mm-hmm. Or do we just beat them down? Because for sure, he's just going to run a royal family and then maybe. Well, if we can kill him fast enough and he can't crush all the beads. Hopefully. Right? But how many he's going to kill before yes. then? It's all some moral quandaries. Yes. Right. Or what if he has a hostage and he just sometimes he just lifts them up and just. Body block, yeah. Body blocks. And you're like, oh, I just freaking shot a kid right in the arm or whatever. And the kid's just screaming now. You monster. Right? right? So what do I do? How do I? I can't. To a kid. All of a sudden the fight is, I can't defeat the, the, the BBG just through combat mechanics anymore. Yes. Right? So it's, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, then what you, what you can do to really wrap things up is uh, say failure to do a certain thing uh, makes things more complicated, more difficult. And if you succeed in a certain doing a certain thing or like defeating a certain mechanic, then it becomes simpler, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or e- the battle becomes easier somehow. Mm-hmm. In that way, it works in that Dan, Dan Harmon wheel. You can have those things that happen because of this happens, and I pay a price. Right or whatever, like it, you can work that into the gameplay. Oh yeah, the thing that I paid was action economy. I I spent I spent around cutting the hoses mm-hmm. because the tank is too hard. Maybe we can't actually damage the tank, but we can cut the hoses. Okay, great. Right now the tank can still explode, right, and still do that. But now he can't do the cone thing anymore. Okay, great. Now the fight's easier because we can stand wherever we want. Mm-hmm. Right, these little things. Right, or maybe he has that shield. He has that two crystal balls. He says. Would you like me to kill just a pair of crystal balls? Uh, no. Should I should I destroy uh, the princess or the prime minister? Yeah, you guys pick. You guys pick. Yeah, I can wait all day. Mm-hmm. Also, you're like, oh, geez, I don't, there's no good choices. Oh, I know which one I pick. <laughs> the prime minister is really good looking. Is he? She? He? Oh, she? It? They? Who okay. knows? Right? Um, well, maybe the prime minister has been a love interest. On um, one of your party members. Dun, dun, dun. Right? Like, Political it's, intrigue. It's more, the stakes are higher than just HPs now. Yeah, if, it's one, if, if those five people back there are key individuals, one from each of your five players' uh-huh. characters' backstories, each person has a personal stake. Who's it going to be? Yeah. Which one? Would you like to choose or should I just grab one out of this bag yeah. randomly, right? Yeah. And in each, in each of those things that oh, you add, those, those, those elements... There should be always be a price to pay. Yep. For the players. Always a price. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, prime minister, princess. Mm-hmm. Which one? Right? Or something else. Or if you do something else, they might both die. Correct. 
right? So then whether they succeed or not, there should always be a price. Mm-hmm. And it's up to the players to decide whether the price or the, or the, what the, the benefit is worth the price that they're going to have to pay for this. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that makes it interesting. And that raises the stakes. And if you raise the stakes, it becomes more epic. And in this way, though, you can raise the stakes without uh, making it more deadly. Yes. yeah. Right? So you don't have to worry so much about balance anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why I like this sort of addition to sort of uh, any sort of important battle. Yeah. Um, and I, I think in, in, in that way, that's why I really agree that the last battle is different. The rules are different than every other. Yeah. Because uh, if you do that for like the, the wolf fight in the, in, in the forest, it, <laughs> it, just, it doesn't fit. It doesn't what fit. up with these wolves? Or? Crystal? The rabbit? What the f- <laughs> uh, I picked the rabbit. The f- <laughs> oh! <laughs> And the wolves rejoice. Um, Yes. I like it. I like it. One of the things, though, that I think might be slightly left out in your description, and one of the things that's very important in general design, Mm -hmm. is Mario-style learning for these tricks. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Do go and say, hey, guys, uh, or hey, DMs, hey, encounter builders, whoever's out there, I need to teach my players what it's like to have an enemy that does constant conal attacks. Mm -hmm. I need to make my players understand what it's like when they can pull up a shield for one round. Right. Right. I'm going to introduce these mechanics because the BBG is maybe given some of their magic, some of their technology, some of whatever to some of their key lieutenants. And so you can experience parts of the BBG mechanics beforehand where there's less stakes, where there's less Mm -hmm. penalty for messing it up Mm -hmm. beforehand. And when they come into it, they go, Oh, that's, that's a Nimbus 3000. Right. Right. And it's even better when they're like, oh, those things combined. Oh gosh. I never even thought of that. Now what? Yes. Right. Yes. So like individually, we figured that out, but together, mm-hmm. mm, this is something new. This is something new. Yeah. Right. And oh yeah, he can still attack us from within his magical shield in a cone. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. But yeah, com- combining and adding them in different ways great yep do that yeah, yeah, do yeah. that tons but if you're going to create anything that's really intricate yes. and then you want to layer it on top feed them a biscuit every now no and you're, right? no you're absolutely correct yeah because like, it'll be so overwhelming you're trying to survive and like what are we supposed to do with trying this trying that and meanwhile, meanwhile you're just getting beat down because right? once again it's not like souls unless you've got some sort of i've come here to bargain dormammu kind of moment uh, don't uh, even get me started on right, that. That, that you you can't give them the respawnability because then they'll they'll win eventually. Right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, in, in the game, like in the Souls games, uh, you will always win. the 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 only loss condition, no, is just demoralization of the player. It's it's true, right? Otherwise, the player always wins. I learned things about myself playing that game. I know. <laughs> I know. Anyways, I became a level one barbarian because <laughs> just rage. Anyway, yeah, no, it's it's a really interesting point, um, but it's, it's something that I wanted to kind of fill in there okay. as well, right? Is because you can go back to the beginning like that we talked about and you know, okay, I want my guy to have this cool stuff. Or as soon as you figure it out, we're 60% of the way through the campaign and, oh yeah, no, he wants to harness dragons because he wanted his own breath weapon. <laughs> right so he's been feeding his flamethrower pack with like soul gems of uh, right of dragons so that he can 
fire maybe a Takisa style one of five different mm. elemental attacks that blasts out every time and they recharge on independent timers and so he's got six breath weapons yada 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 right these are mechanics that you can build up at the beginning yep yep right and talk about what's happening oh this town was devastated by acid and frost mm. mm-hmm. weird right what kind of combination is that there's none of those dragons because we know about dragons we know about this yep. blah, blah. That's weird. So you're giving them clues as to what's going to happen to them real soon. <laughs> right. But then it's fair. Then it's not just like this is BS. Right. Like you and want to learn come from? all of this and fight yeah. him and, yeah, he's, yeah, doing, yeah. and yeah. he's crushing the prime minister and the princess and, yeah. and my favorite dog, Honcho. <laughs> what? This is BS. Like there's too much going on. Yes. But if I feed it to you little by little, when you see it all put together, you go, oh, damn, this is, this is real. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it's all been leading up to. Yes. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like um, a surprise. You're like, oh, I should have seen this coming. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's cool when you come and see that. You're like, oh, the pieces fit together. It's like the, all the foreshadowing. And now it's the real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But speaking of which, because all of these things that we're talking about, the players encountering. Yeah. Once again, I got to hit that nail with the hammer. You need to make sure that the players feel something because honestly and truly, the players are the BBEG of the table. In in the concept of whether or not this is an epic campaign, if this is an epic moment, do they believe that it is? Because if they don't, then you may not have delivered. Oh, from the point of view of the 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 DM. DM. Yes. What you're trying to produce is the best bowl of bolognese that you've ever done. Right. Right. But the food critic had one down the street and it's Michelin star. So that's what he just had for lunch. And now he's going to have this one. Well, your opponent is the critic. Is the critic. It's not the food. It's the critic. Yes. Yeah. And we want people to leave having had fun and leave having been satisfied. But ultimately, you need to play with those dials and really Mm -hmm. focus in on what it is that your players are interested in so you can satisfy their wants. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because they are the ultimate critic in this case, right? You're putting on a play, you're putting on a story together. Yes. I know it's a communal thing, Mm -hmm. but ultimately if you can't deliver or if it lands flat, uh, your, your vocabulary wasn't colorful and impactful. Mm -hmm. You didn't like dim the lights every time that thunder went off. I don't know what it is, whatever you're trying to do, you need to really lean into it. You need to. I guess so. Like if if the players really hate fancy mechanics, they hate also. They just want a slugfest, and that's what they want. Then that's fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe just do that then. Maybe give that to them. Yep. Add stakes, right? Rocky yep. style, right? Mm-hmm. There's things going on around this fight that win, lose, draw. There's a different outcome for each one. Yeah. And we know what they are, and we only want one of them mm-hmm. as players, as the DM. Cards land where they may. Yep. Right? Yeah. But in this moment, the players need to feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. So give the critics what they want. Yes. Yep. Right? Or you don't get the mission star. And you are a critic too, right? Okay. Of what it is. It has to be fun and interesting for you as well. well yes, of course. Right? But I think if they're having fun, you're having fun. It goes a long way for it. It does. It, it yeah. does. Absolutely. Um, and, and in order to really get out there and do it, wait a touch your players and not so this is going to come out after i do this at the table but spoilers for some of us i think that changing the dynamic of what is happening will also interest people and remove them from being spectators 
So I fully plan mm-hmm. the first time that my players meet their one of their possible BBEGs in this story. By the time this is published, you've already done it, so whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get up. Hopefully. I'm going to monologue walking around the table. I'm going to lay my hand on the shoulder of the fighter and be like, ah, you're feeling strong. <laughs> I'm going to walk around and, you know, whisper in the bard's ear some sweet nothings, right? To really impact this moment is something that you need to remember. Right. This is what, get consent from your people. Don't just I was just going to say, con- consent is important. Trust and consent. Yes, yeah. play within the lines. Be respectful. <laughs> but you... Stop slapping me. <laughs> I don't consent to this. I, I, yeah, but neither does the BBD. <laughs> Do something extraordinary to create an extraordinary result, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing that says, DMs, you need to have a screen. DMs, you need to stay seated in that chair the entire time. Players, you can only roll dice when I tell you to. Right. Right? Like, there, there are no rules that say these things. So why do we? Or turn off the lights and just have a flashlight. Fair enough. Or, or whatever, just change it up. Change it the up. Physical exp- yeah. Make it stand out in their memory because this should stand out in their memory. Right. 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 And, and once again, the critic is the player. So if I can create this as a unique experience for the player. Yes. Then they'll remember it. Mm-hmm. Fondly, infamously, whatever. They're going to remember. Right. Right. And that's the important thing. That's the important part. Right. Breath weapon. And then give them that little Ziploc bag that you farted in earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I smell this. You load it into the air can and just lodge visible <laughs> bomb over. Choking gas. Uh, stinking cloud. You'll remember this for your whole life. <laughs> wow. Consent, Cons- people. Consent is important. Yes. Especially in body horror games. Don't, uh, don't, get, don't get too crazy. But, but that would be memorable. There are some really disturbing things in this contract, Byron. I just want to have a couple questions. Oh, you read it? Most people don't read it. <laughs> I just need the release signed. Um, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. Uh, also, if your campaign comes with a release form. Be careful. It's a flag. I'm not going to say it's a red flag. But it's, it's a flag. flag for something. Things could happen. But this is this is why if we're... If we're Backpage Craigslist campaigns. In the warehouse. Yeah. yeah. If we're trying to do exceptional, extraordinary things. Yeah. Epic, as we've stated before. You got to put in epic ingredients. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to do the work to get the result. Yes. So awesome. It's very, very true that you got to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, with that, I think is kind of a sub point and kind of what you were talking about then mm-hmm. with the mechanics and why do things matter? And right. Whatnot. Yep. When you've got those multiple phases going on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you can knock out his cone attack, when you can knock out his shields, when you can save the hostages. Right. Because the rogue and ranger snuck around and like freed them. So now he can't. Right. Crush, right. Yeah. yeah. You need to really present how these can be defeated. Make the choices impactful. What does it cost them? These are all super important things. Mm-hmm. But each one of those phases needs to have a reason for being there. Or right. else it devolves back to, this is a new type of sack of hit points that I just need to make to zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's just, oh yeah, every two rounds he goes away and a big brute comes out that beats us up. Right. But if we kill the brute, then the brute stops coming out. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Right? It's mm, it's more the same. It's, it's more, more of the HP same. punching. Yeah. Now I'm punching A instead of B or B yeah. instead of C. It's not something new, right? It's not different. It's not cool. It's not exciting, right? It's just more right. of the same. Try and switch it up. Try and have a reason for it. Right. And I think the one thing that you didn't mention, though, 
the true enemy that comes for us all is time. I was going to say death, but the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Death has a pocket watch and it's always on time. Um, you can increase tension in the PCs and in the mm-hmm. player's mind mm-hmm. by you have four rounds until time this limits. goes off. Yep. Right. You get two rounds to recover from that last fight before the, the gong goes off again and right. the next gate opens. Right. Um, you have an unlimited amount of time to deal with this. But the boss is just going to shoot stuff at you. They're immune to spells, but they're just going to shoot little stuff at you. Right. Because they got a little orb that automatically counterspells everything within 10 feet. Counters their spells. Right. But it also means that the wizard, the druid, the bard can't just unload their big spells on them. Right. Until that phase is gone. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the because the big bad yeah. knew that they have big powerful spells. Yeah. And he can't just let them do that. Right. Right. Yep. So do realize what it is that you're doing. Do make things impactful. Do use time. Players are normally totally comfortable going at their own pace. Don't let them. Don't let them. Well, you sh- and if you look at the movies, it, there's always a time limit. Absolutely. Right? You look at Rocky. There's a time limit. Every, there's a round, right? Oh, that in that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, look at the Lord of the Rings. You got the regular cut. You got the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> The 17 hour spell. But, but no, there, you're right. But there is a time limit because yes. things are happening. You need to get that ring into the Mount Doom before, right? Mm-hmm. Things go sideways. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's absolutely correct. And and using layers of time, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's no, you have a month until the engine of destruction, Tarask, right, moves its way across the kingdom and gets to the main city. That's it. That's the goal, is just to prevent yeah. the main city from we can lose towns. We can mm-hmm. lose villages. We can evacuate them, right? We can, we can save it, but we can't let them take the capital city. Right. Right? Yep. Okay, we've got a month. Oh, we've got a month. We've got 30 days. No problem. 25 days later, like, oh my God, we've accomplished yeah, nothing. nothing. And we can see it. We can see the cloud of dust and disgust. Yeah, yeah. Right? Ugh. Do that. Use time. Set those restrictions. Mm-hmm. Right? I like it. Yeah, time's going to be one of the most powerful ones that I think a lot of people... Don't pay attention. Well, so many in so many movies, time is the prime uh, instrument of 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 tension. Yes, right. So Justin Timberlake knows that very well. Does he now? He does. He does. That's that in time movie with the oh yeah, he just dies because he's gonna die one day. He's he's like oh everyone dies. I hope he never dies. I love Justin Timberlake. That's I think he's pretty great. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) yes, and then I suppose. One of the last things that I would want to say about this specifically, because um, I think I think we've hit you over the head with a lot of stuff here today. Um, we're brute force in this, um, and you deserve a break, so I want to give you a break. But when you're stuck, when ChatGBT stops spitting out good <laughs> ideas for what your boss can do, and when you've brainstormed and you're just staring at the whiteboard and nothing is coming to you, just take a mental break. Grab Monsters of the Multiverse, grab the Monster Manual, mm-hmm. grab a completely different edition thing. Tome of Beasts, right? Cobalt Press, fantastic and creative team. Go there and just peruse through what they do with their legendary monsters. Mm-hmm. Go yep. check it out. Go see what other designers believe a CR25 should do as their legendary right. actions, right? Right. Do go through it. Do make sure that they have a basic attack, a move, some legendary. Things don't include a move. A move can be so powerful. Yep. Right? 
make sure that they've got make sure that they've got a multi-action cost big effect that okay. they can do, whether it's okay. on a recharge or not. Go in, just look, read, and then, like we've told everybody else, reflavor. Take mm-hmm. it, reflavor it, make it your own. Right? There's nothing wrong with doing that, especially when you're out of ideas. Right. right? No, it's true. I mean, and even if you want to like add more, if wants more ideas about combat mechanics wise beyond yes. combat like combat mechanics like the encounter mechanic mm-hmm. encounter gameplays mm-hmm. you can go looking on YouTube and be like oh pick your whatever MMO and be like what's this raid boss mm-hmm. and then because they all have great mechanics mm-hmm. oh this happens you have to move here do this they have the people have to come together here but not together there yep right um, and then like you said just reflavor it yes absolutely uh, go back and look through all of the raid bosses of every WoW oh, yeah. expansion. And they're pretty great. What they do. They're very, very... Good news, everybody. <laughs> I fixed the slime pipe. <laughs> um, I can't remember what that is. Professor something. Uh, Sludge Fist is another one where he yep. knocks out the pillars and drops the thing. Yeah. Karazhan with the dragon and the three beams. Right there, There's many versions of cool stuff mm-hmm. out there that you don't have to lift the weight by yourself. Right. Well, the professionals who design that stuff. Correct. Correct. So don't plagiarize necessarily, but take inspiration. Yes. Find that and then go, well, what would I do with that? Mm-hmm. How could I make it work? Like your like your your shield thing. Well, that sounds like a what is that? Is that a wall of force? Is that a free wall of force that he's got? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's a recharging a thing, couple yeah. uh, a two legendary action point thing that he does. Boom, I got a wall of force for three or D4 plus one rounds, whatever it is. It's just a bunch of kobolds in his backpack with big shields. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's it's the what's what's that ability called? The tomb of Leviticus, where it's yep. just it summons that a ice block. block. Yeah, yeah, but it has a certain amount of hit points. Yep. So we we can choose to continue using our resources to drop the shield before he's ready, or we have to run away. Maybe yep. we haven't defeated that big blast effect, mm-hmm. and we don't want to get. Maybe we have. We don't have to run anymore. The fighter can just keep wailing on him. Maybe it's got five hundred hit points total. Or maybe you want to just leave him in there, and I'm just gonna figure out this blast thing first. Yes. Right. Right. Interesting choices. Interesting choices. Yeah. I don't need to be right here when he comes back out because it's more advantageous that I defeat this particular part of yeah. the of the, yep. the entire thing before we get back to just ground and pound. Yeah. And it's still epic if it ends in an HP race. Mm-hmm. It is still possibly epic. If right. that's the last part of it, because you had to defeat multiple things to get there when you are weak, when you are yo-yoing at one zero mm-hmm. hit point. Right. You know, you are running out of spell slots. That makes it way cooler. No, it does. It really does. Like Fonzie. The Fonz. <laughs> yes. Bam. Include a jumping shark. I don't know. Why the hell not? Really? Why the hell not? Where the volcano layer? Where the hell did that <laughs> shark come from? And he's like, oh, sorry, that was lunch. Just <laughs> hits you with a shark. Why don't dragons wield sharks? That would be amazing. Oath of the Walmart. No, Oath of the Florida Man. <laughs> Oath of the Florida Man. That's a gator. But yeah. The upgrade. <laughs> No, it, no, it, it is cool. I mean, and doing all these things, I think, will really make things super epic. Miami Avenger. Miami Avenger. It's <laughs> a great way. <laughs> uh, but now, <laughs> I want to pull things back a little bit. Oh. Uh, to really make things Zoom out? Epic. Yeah, even more. And just, just I want to maybe uh, sort of make you aware of maybe how to think about uh, the meaning of your boss fights, your last boss fight, or really your entire campaign almost. Mm. Um, and really, I think in all the the best sort of stories, um, 
heroes and the villains, they are people or entities, whatever, right? Uh, but more important than that, they're metaphors. Like Rocky and Drogo? Dragov? I forget that guy's name. Go on. Uh, anyways, they're more than just boxers. Right? They're, they're the embodiment of they several ideas. more than boxers. Correct. Yes, yes. Um, and I think if you want your, boss, your last boss battle to feel really epic, um, you should also try to think of that as well. Like, what does the boss represent? What do, what do the heroes represent? What ideas are fighting it out in this battle? Hmm? Right? Not, not the people, what's the ideas? What's the ideologies, the beliefs that are competing to see which one is victorious, right? Um, so it's, it's a battle of ideas. Um, and hmm. the, the, the epic battle at the end should be a question. Mm-hmm. Right, that you're asking mm-hmm. uh, using these two ideas, right? And whichever wins, whichever wins the battle, that's also the answer to your question. Uh, great example of this recently, mm-hmm. semi-recently, is the end of Unsleeping City. Uh, mm-hmm. the, first, okay. the first run of it. Uh, I, I don't know, spoilers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But the bad guy is the American dream. Yeah. Right. And yeah. what that means to certain people and how they twist it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the, all of the aspects that go into that. Is it good? Yes, it's good. Is it yeah. evil? It can be evil. Right. And how individual people react with it and what that means. Yeah. To great. As an example. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Powerful. Meaning. Yes. I mean, it's, it's like, what are the dangers? What can be the danger of, of the American dream? Right. Like if you, if you want like sort of concrete ideas of what, what that question is, like, what does that mean? The battle should be a question, right? Mm-hmm. The battle should, like, for example, uh, what is a hero? It's a question that you can ask. Mm-hmm. Like, is the bad guy the hero? Or am I, our, our party, the hero? Like, was, as much as there are holes in that movie, uh, is Thanos a hero? Right? Did he do the right thing and make it the biggest sacrifice? Is that the hero? Or is Captain America and that team the heroes? Right? And that's the question. Mm-hmm. For th- that entire series, mm-hmm. or one of the questions, I should say, um, or like, what's the what's the real meaning of strength? Right, right. What is true strength? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what is better to have if you can't have both equality or freedom? Right, right. Or uh, is is it better to be safe or to be free? Mm-hmm. Uh, and something else could be: um, Are there any people who cannot be redeemed? And there are so many questions. And I know it gets philosophical. Mm-hmm. But again, that expands uh, the battle beyond just the fight now. And it expands your stakes. And even though the players may not be able to cognitize that this is the question that's being asked, and this is the symbols and the metaphors that's being used, they'll feel it. This gives you infinite orthogonal or creative yep. space. Yeah, absolutely. What is it? It's a concept that does not actually have an answer. Mm-hmm. So what are the limits? There is no limit. I mean, and even better, if you go back to the beginning of the episode, right? And of this episode? Yeah. And you go right to the start, right? And you're, and you're building the ingredients. If you ask the question right then, then like, what is the best plate of spaghetti? Mm-hmm. Right? Then you, can, then you can explore the answer mm-hmm. all the way through a campaign. And at the end, it's satisfying. It's epic because 
That's the answer. I'm definitely going to go explore that once we get teleported back. I know, so hungry. <laughs> Talking about it. Um, so yeah, just a quick little, yeah. little, little bit to put on top uh, of this uh, epic boss battle cake. It's cherry on top. Um, yep. And I think it just adds that extra depth and layer and meaning to your entire th- thing. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to lean into those things. Because yep. you, you might not answer the question. Not definitively. A lot of these questions don't have a proper answer. Right. But you can, you can claim victory in the exploration of the idea in this perspective, in this manner. Right. Right. At least know what you think a little more clearly of, of that question, what, how you feel the answer is. Because mm-hmm. usually it's, they're very nuanced things. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then if it's that feeling where you watch the end of the movie, you're like, what did I just watch? And why is my mind reeling? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the meaning? There's something here, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that I can't quite grasp. Like, like Inception at the end, you're like, oh, there's something that it's talking about. And I don't... And it makes you think about it. And then it becomes bigger than just mm-hmm. a dude who just goes in people's dreams and puts ideas in there. It, not in the dream, in their mind. But yes. But, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So... Yeah, top things off. Um, think, try to think of your villains and your heroes as metaphors or, or, and, and their interaction as, as, as a question mm. and, and the exploration of that question. Well, what a great way to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you out there, how many of you would take a weighted D20 as your totem if you were mind-delving like an exception person? Throw a like up or jump in the comments <laughs> and say what you would take in there for your... get get in the comments let us know Um, let us know you know quintessential things that made the last time that you experienced an epic boss fight or an epic moment what it was that made it so epic what were the ingredients going back through that 2020 hindsight to see how good that dish was yeah no I think that's a great question (laughs) You gave me a death stare. I like it. Well, I was Byron. And I'm Sean. And uh, Cavity and Cadrips, thanks you for watching. Uh, feel free to check us out and go through the rest of our media catalog. We've got quite a few videos up now. It's really nice. Some. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. We're one twentieth centennial past, so yeah. beauty one in five, baby. Um, but yes, thank you so much for joining us. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Yep. Um, and all of the things <laughs> let us know um, beyond that check out our Patreon and uh, our Twitter Facebook come hit us up we'd love yep. to hear from you and all of the things that you do to make the indie the best thing ever and we'll see you next time or, or else, else. You're the BBG of my life. <laughs> 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 <laughs>